Let's imagine the not-too-distant future. You feel more in control of your photos than you ever have before. You look forward to the regular creative dates on your calendar. You're moving forward on that project that means so much to you. You are on fire with inspiration, and you are finally scrapbooking consistently. This is not a hypothetical, it's a real-life possibility. And for the first time, I've created a workshop specifically focused on the problem of consistency. It's called Sparked, and I'm excited to share it with you for free. Visit simplescrapper.com sparked to get access to the training and make this possibility your reality. It's those moments where I realize that I've been crafting and there's no music playing, there's no YouTube playing, there's no television on, and all of a sudden I realize, wow, I was really so deeply involved in that quiet time where all of the the blur of everyday life kind of turned into perspective and gratitude as I'm working on documenting our life. Welcome to Scrapbook Your Way the show that explores the breadth of ways to be a memory keeper today. I'm your host, Jennifer Wilson, owner of Simple Scrapper and author of The New Rules of Scrapbooking. This is episode 190. In this episode, I'm interviewing Michelle Flynn for the My Way series. My Way is all about celebrating the unique ways memory keepers get things done. We're excited to have Michelle as the October featured artist at Simple Scrapper. Hey, Michelle, welcome to Scrapbook Your Way. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I am looking forward to our conversation. Can you share a little bit about yourself with our audience? Sure. My name is Michelle. Um, I am a wife, a mom, and a Mimi to our one-year-old grandson. Aww. Yeah, my husband and I are um, just shy of uh, 30 years, and we have two adult children, um, one grandson, and three pups who I like to refer to as our three little pumpkins, <laughs> which is my Instagram handle. But that's Princey, Teddy, and Hamilton. I work full-time in the accounting segment of the automotive industry. And we live in Northern Virginia, just outside of D.C. So scrapbooking, memory keeping, documenting our lives is, honestly, it's just like a really necessary part of my life. And um, I think in every way, just is kind of who I am. So. Ooh. Yeah, so I'm really grateful to be here with you. Thanks so much for um, sharing your time with me and asking me. And I'm so grateful for the community of friends that I've made, you know, in our community that share the same the same passion. Oh, yes, for sure. We scrapbookers are just the best. I love how supportive we all are. And yeah, it's an amazing community. And I've been so fortunate to be able to have so many great conversations here on the podcast. So I'm curious, what's exciting you right now in your hobby? Right now, I'm surrounded by all things December. <laughs> mm-hmm. I am so excited about documenting December and trying to finish last year's album and and start this year's album. So that's really, really exciting me. I'm also, I've been working on an album for my daughter of our grandson's first year, and that's been really, really fun. So those two things right now are Really, really exciting me. 
Oh, for sure. Now I'm curious, like what kind of products do you think you're going to be using for this year's December album? Um, so I use a mix of both Ellie's and Ellie's studio and Ali Edwards. And I still have a lot of um, digital projects from, I mean, digital, um, digitals from Feed Your Craft as well. So um, I feel like the mix of those, because that's really what my album has been the past. This will be my third year participating. And it's really just a, a mix of those three, those three designers, if you will. Oh, really cool. I love how you kind of have a vision and your, your sweet spot of products that you like to put together for that project. Yeah, I really, I found that when I first saw it, I was, you know, heard about commanding the month of December and it got me really, really excited because I'd never, never heard of anything like that before. And I'm only a few years new to the, to the social media creating community. So it was really exciting and, and it kind of caused me to look at the holidays a little bit differently than, than in terms of memory keeping that I had prior. And on top of that, I mean, how fun are the products? They're so fun. And so you you don't really find that in Michael's or Joanne's. And so once I, I kind of found that community and saw those, those, you know, annual type products from, you know, these different companies, it was just, oh, it was just so exciting. So yes. I think the main thing for me, though, is I I cannot document every day of December, so it's really just turned into the highlights of the month and what what brings me joy and what excites me. And so I like to kind of jump back and forth. I may have three days that I documented every day, and then and then I may not document a few days after that. So my album isn't really based on the day; it's really based on the moments. Mm, I love that, and I love your point about. Uh, being able to see and experience the holidays in a different way. You know, we all have different, you know, growing up experiences with the holidays. Sometimes things are hard for us. You know, sometimes it's just the the overwhelm of responsibilities. And yeah. I, I love how having the project and the creative community together can uh, bring extra joy to the season. Oh, yeah. And there's so much inspiration. I mean, I admire the creators who are able to document something about every day. I think it's amazing. Um, I just haven't been able to do it yet. So, that's, sure. yeah, that's kind of, I mean, it's what your podcast is about, you know, your way. What is your way? So with my way, I just don't put too much pressure on myself. I just try to document the moments that or highlight the moments that I want to remember. But I also still in my traditional 12 by 12 pocket pages, I still do include a lot of December photos in the month of December in my regular album. So mm -hmm. my my monthly December six by eight album is is just the highlights, if you will, with a little bit more embellishment, a little bit more detail, a little bit more in terms of journaling those special moments. So that's kind of my way. Very cool. I love it. Yeah. So Michelle, what's on your memory keeping bucket list? This is a story that feels important to capture, but for some reason you haven't done it yet. You know what? I will tell you that I have two that have been on my bucket list that I have dipped my toes in off and on for the past two or three years now. The first is our story, which is my husband's story with, with my story, our journey where we started out as a couple and and our life together and 
things that are all about us. Some silly stuff, some, some you know, regular um, normal stuff where we lived, what we did as careers, what are, you know, what we can remember from our past history. And then other things like one of the things that's in my favorites on my phone are um, some of our favorite songs, um, songs from the 70s, songs from the 80s, things like that. So that is, that's a bucket list thing that I've worked on off and on. And then the next bucket list thing is the Empty Nest News Stories from Kelly mm-hmm. Ishmael. Mm-hmm. That has been so challenging. I really, I've, every time I go back to it, it, it just kind of tugs at you and it, you don't really realize the impact that it has when your children actually leave home until it happens. And so I feel like you go through all of these different emotions. So that's definitely something that I have worked off and on with. And it, when I allow myself to go there, it brings up a lot of emotions and a lot of journaling. So I bet, yeah, yeah, yeah. So those two are definitely bucket list items that based on the stories and the detail behind the stories, I really can only visit them when I'm driven to, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. And it seems like there's so many connections between those stories as well with, you know, your relationship with your husband before children, during and after they've left the nest. And then I'm wondering if using this lens of music can help you tell the stories and provide kind of a path through it, um, especially when some of the, the stories are a little bit harder. Like so maybe you, you find a song that you that really makes you uh, that captures what you feel about that particular time in your life. Oh, I love that. You're so right because there's a song that I sang to my both my son and my daughter when they were young, mm-hmm. and I I now sing it to my grandson. Ah. Yeah, and I, I every time I do, it's it's been a year now. He, it's it's like he knows it. He smiles, and I can just tell that he feels it. And that feeling for me brings on even more because it's it's the same song that I sang to the children when they were young. So I I, I love that, Jennifer. That's great. Oh, awesome, awesome. Well, I wish you best of luck with those projects, or maybe it's one project. So we'll see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, so this is a My Way episode, and we're kind of peeling back the curtain on your story and your hobby. Um, I always like to just kind of do an icebreaker question, though. Right now at Simple Scrapper, we're talking about projects. And so I'm curious, what helps you finish your project? I think a combination of kits, as well as organizing my photos and backpinning, mm. if that makes sense. I think with kits, it... I think when I get a new kit, it immediately inspires me or reminds me of a of a story or, or a moment or a memory that I immediately am drawn to. And I know I want to use, you know, these pocket tags or these embellishments for that story. And I, so I think the combination of the kits really inspired me. And I think the organizing of my photos also inspires me because I do batch print and when I batch print, I typically will do as many as I can in that moment, and then I'll just leave them be. And when I come back to them, I'll organize them, you know, based on the date, the time, and that whatnot. And I will insert them into my blank pocket pages. And so as I get a new kit or feel inspired, I'm able to directly go to those moments and kind of just start there. So I think I think I, I am drawn to... Um, 
letting things inspire me, if you will. And so whether mm-hmm. it's the photos that I see something and I go, you know what, I'm really feeling this right now. I want to just stop everything and I want to I want to get these pages done. Or the kit reminds me of something that I haven't yet documented that may be sitting in my empty pocket page book, if you will. So just recently, actually, whenever I, I just want to be in my happy place, I tend to organize my supplies and or organize my photos. And so just recently I was organizing my supplies and I have, I had ordered a nine by 12 album from Ali Edwards long time ago and it was damaged and they immediately sent me a new one. It was so amazing. They were really kind to do that. Didn't even hesitate. Just said, well, don't worry about sending it back. We'll send you a new one. And so I've, since then I've used the the old one to hold all of my page protectors mm-hmm. in the nine by 12 size. I like to, to use nine by 12 size on my 12 by 12 albums as well as the nine by 12 album. But as I was going through organizing my page protectors recently, I realized I have so many of the nine by 12 page protectors that I'm just not using because I don't have a printer that prints in that size. Oh, and so for whatever reason, just because I really do believe that in, that organizing inspires me or, or, or gives me ideas, in that moment, I thought, you know what, I really want to try something different in my albums. And maybe I'll start journaling, just journaling on, you know, eight and a half by 12 paper and use the nine by 12 to house it and just trim it down at the top and insert that for every month in my project life album I call it my project life album but I'm not a daily project life Mm -hmm. Um, and so that kind of inspired a few things It inspired another idea for me to get more journaling in my albums and use what I already have so yeah just a, a something little that just came from organizing I love that. I think sometimes some of us have those brains that need need the sense of order in order to then find the creativity. Yeah. So can you take us back and share how you got started scrapbooking and how your hobby has evolved? So I feel like I've always been into into creating and and sketching and art and you know I can still remember being very young and being excited about my Barbie pencil and my Andy mm-hmm. pencil um, and sketching different types of pictures that I'd see in magazines. So I have very vivid memories of that. And I, I, I enjoyed, you know, the paper dolls and I always enjoyed coloring. I I've been telling my daughter for a long time, I'm, I'm going to be the first one that colors with Easton. So I feel like I've always loved it, but it really wasn't until we had our first child. And I realized that my husband and I had probably our photos of our life together combined growing up would never even fill a 12 by 12 album. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we had our, our first child and I, I thought I have, I've got, I've got to record his life. I, I never want my children, him as well as our future children to ever have questions about their life. And so that's kind of where it started. And I remember I still have one of the first albums I made of him. It was just a, a blue album from one of the craft stores with brown paper pages. They were physically mm-hmm. paper. Yep. Yeah. And so I started there and I just kept going. And when he was three years old, I met a friend through one of his play dates and she introduced me to um, creative memories. And I attended one of my first crops and was like, 
wait, you can you can get things, you know, from other places besides the craft store. And so it was it was so much fun and it really, really excited me. And so that's that's kind of how it started. And then over time, it just evolved into just recording and documenting their life. I I honestly could probably house a small room with our albums. <laughs> it's just it's just become kind of a part of who I am. And so when the children were growing up, I I traditionally saved it for like late nights or weekends and um, and the occasional crop here and there. But it wasn't until Empty Nest News Stories that I started to get a lot more a lot more time, if you will. So yeah. Well, and I think, yeah, as we move through different seasons of life, you're going to have a different amount of time, energy, and motivation for your hobby. And just kind of understanding where you're at right now can help you feel more reassured that like, okay, I'm doing the best I can, or I'm doing what's what's normal for where I'm at in my life. So yeah, absolutely. I love that you mentioned that. Yeah, because I feel the same way. I feel like just like with with different seasons of your life, what you said, different seasons of memory keeping. Mm-hmm. And I feel like sometimes it it feels so much bigger than what it actually sounds when you say that. Because it it really just is so much bigger than that. Right? I mean, we're yes. recording our memories and the things that are important to us. And I remember a YouTube video that Ali Edwards did. I think it's quite it's a few years old, I believe. And she said something in the, something related to she realized that her memory keeping journey and her documenting journey um, wasn't for her children. It was for her, hmm. and and she really talked about it. So um, it was just really really inspiring to me because I feel like I've spent a long time feeling like everything I do is to document memories for my children, and then I realized that regardless of what they will ever get from all of these albums and all of this journaling and all of these um, creative projects, it really was for me. And it was a, a piece of me and that I'm leaving a piece of who I am on the page for them to someday possibly reflect. But at the end of the day, it's not as much for them as it is for me because of how much joy it brings me. Mm, beautifully said. I love we have this we all are kind of, you know, contain multitudes, as they say, of, you know, there's, we have different reasons why we stay in this hobby and why it's so important to us. And it's kind of all those things together that just pile on, on top of one another that just make us so obsessed with it, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's those moments where I realize that I've been crafting and there's no music playing, there's no YouTube playing, there's yeah. no television on. And all of a sudden I realize, wow. I was really so deeply involved in that quiet time where all of the the blur of everyday life kind of turned into perspective and gratitude as I'm working on documenting our life. Ah, yeah. So yes, yes, hundred percent. Yeah, that's kind of it's just I get so much joy from it, and I I get really excited about a lot of things. I have one of those personalities where I get really, really excited and happy about about you know, things, right? And that's just kind of who I am. But, but I get so much joy out of, out of memory keeping. So you've already mentioned that you like to work in nine by 12. I'm curious, kind of what other sizes or formats are you typically creating in? So I work in 12 by 12, 75% of the time, I'm going to throw that out there. That's pretty much my 
12 by 12 the past few years has really just worked for me. And I also do it 9 by 12 as well. So I try to shift them as well as probably close to the past maybe eight or nine months, I've been working in the Heidi Swap Memory Planner, which I'm really, really enjoying because I don't always use photos for it. I use notes and I feel like I get a lot more stamping action with that style. But our everyday, you know, my my daily, weekly, monthly memories is is almost always in my 12 by 12. It's always on the corner of my desk. It's something that I just go back to time and time again. My first love, I feel like, has always been 12 by 12 layouts because that's really how I started. And Mm -hmm. that's probably the majority of my albums for 20 plus years. The project life, if, if, if I can call it that, because some people really do follow the, the traditional project life. I don't really do that. I follow my album in my 12 by 12 pocket pages. You can call it monthly. You can call it whatever you want. But for me, it's really in chronological order, but I don't work in chronological order. I work based on what inspires me. So if I'm looking at my album right now, i I have most of January done, most of February done, most of March done, but I have pages blanks in between each section because I really just, I work with what I'm feeling inspired by in the, in the moments that I have in my room. Well, and I think that, that, I mean, that's definitely another your way example. And I think for so many of us that when we allow ourselves to do that, that's what's going to kind of keep the momentum going. I think it's when we yeah. feel like we have to do something, whatever that is, that's that's you kind of cut your momentum off at the knees with that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't let myself get caught up in, in or try not to. Sometimes I do, but I have to talk myself out of it in, in what's finished or what's not finished. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have a limited amount of time to, to memory keep during the week. And then I have more time on the weekends, depending on, you know, family and life and all those things. I really have to use my time wisely. And I I just don't want to, I don't ever want to get myself held up on, oh, I didn't finish, you know, it's September and I haven't finished, you know, weeks of the first eight months of the year, if if that makes any sense. Oh, completely, completely. So, Michelle, whose products are you completely obsessed with? You've already mentioned Ellie Edwards, Ellie Studio, and of course, you know, the, I want to say dearly departed feature craft, but they're no longer in business. You know, who, what else are you buying these days? So, I don't buy anything else besides Ellie, Heidi, um, Ellie's, which I, I, I had Ellie's prior, but now being on the design team (laughs) and I have a little bit of studio calico not much I don't do the kits but I have used the digital products and so um and I occasionally not not in quite some time the Tristress kits and I used to subscribe to them when they had the monthly kits which I love because I really am a a kit person I get a kit it's just exciting to me and it inspires my stories and I I immediately go through it and go oh those colors I think they would work well with this event, this trip, this, this memory, and or this is just for the everyday, right? But I feel like they inspire the stories I want to tell when I get a kit. So I'm, I'm a real big kit person. And, um, but currently, I think those are those are my main ones right now. Ellie Studio always, Ellie Edwards, Heidi Swap, and 
that, that's it. Yeah. All righty. Is there something that you use or do on most of your pages? Like if we're flipping through your albums, what kind of trends are we going to notice maybe beyond the, the products that you're choosing? You know, it's funny. I had someone ask me what my style was like months and months ago. Mm-hmm. And um, and I, I really thought about that because I, I kept thinking, style, what? I don't know that I have a style, but it, it prompted the question to get me to ask myself. And then I realized I think I'm color driven. And when I say that, I guess what I mean is that monochromatic style meaning that the photos and the pocket tags and the things that I'm using are really the colors, the different shades of the same color really speak to me. And I think that, I think that's my style. <laughs> you know, um, Okay. So the other day I was working on our Spark magazine where your layouts are featured and I was, you know, I write a paragraph about your style And that's one of the things that I pulled out was that you do a lot of like monochromatic, like let's pick a color and use that as a theme throughout the whole page. Yeah. So I totally, I totally agree. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I feel like that. I never really knew that that's Mm -hmm. what it was, but I feel like someone prompted the question and, um, and I feel like I had a few comments about it and, and I really started realizing, wow, that is kind of what drives me when I get product is I'm immediately drawn to the color shades, the same color. And I have a hard time. I'm realizing I did not know this before I thought about it, though. <laughs> I do have a hard time mixing colors. Mm. Um, and so I don't know if that's that's just that's just me. But yeah, so I think when you're looking at my pages, you're going to you're going to find that that range of consistency. And then I think on some pages, you're going to find that I will have a consistent use of embellishments and some less embellishments and a little more journaling. But I'm totally like crazy for chipboard. I love chipboard. I love metal dies. Um, Ellie Studio metal dies are just blowing me away. Their their flip-up metal die, their flip-up pocket metal die, I Mm -hmm. probably used, and that was released months and months and months ago. I probably have that flip-up metal die used in multiple layouts for every month of the year. I'm always using it. It's a great opportunity to add more journaling. So I, I really, really love that. So I'm crazy about chipboard and metal dies. And those are my two, those are my two favorite things, I think. Well, I'll definitely include the link to that die in the show notes for this episode, because I know folks are going to want to see what that looks like. Yeah. So you've mentioned how you just, you have this almost insatiable passion for the hobby. When do you typically find the time and energy for scrapbooking? Does it ebb and flow or is it pretty consistent? And when can we find you creating? I think it varies. I love what you said earlier, seasons of life, seasons of memory keeping. And I think it varies. I love creating early mornings. There's something about an early morning and a fresh start and grabbing a nice cup of coffee or a nice cup of tea and just having that time to journal, create, organize that that is I love early mornings, but I don't get that a whole lot. You know, sometimes once or twice a month, sometimes more. Typically now, in the season of life I'm in right now, it's usually Saturday nights and Sundays off and on. I I love I love I think Jennifer McCartney when she said that she used to be a late night scrapper and I 
I used to love to stay up. I could stay up all night long scrapbooking, but I just can't do it anymore. I know. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Once a year with my girlfriends, we've been doing it for probably, oh my gosh, maybe 10 years now. Once a year we go away. And I think a couple of years ago, I just lost my steam at like midnight. And I was like, wow, I just, I, I can't do the late nights as, as like I used to. Yes, yes. I I think you're not alone in that. So. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, kind of the, the the sister to that question is, do you have any strategies that you use to stay motivated? Like, let's just say you're you're trying to get back into it or get your kind of get your creative juices flowing for a project. How do you how do you do that? So I basically that happens more often than not. It really does. I mean, especially if if I haven't had if it's been a long work week and I really haven't had any time in my my space, I'll come down and I'll be like, wow, where am I going to (laughs) start? And so that's really when I'll go through my pocket tags, I'll go through my photos and I'll, I'll try to, you know, kind of get a little bit of inspiration. I get so much information inspiration from Instagram. I probably have everyone's projects saved. I, I love everything everybody does. We have, <laughs> we have such a creative community. It just blows me away. It's pretty amazing. But typically it, it's going through my stash, going through what I already have. And then I'll go, wow, I forgot I had that. Or wow, that would make a really good page for this story or And sometimes I'll just flip through my albums and I'll be inspired and go, okay. And before I know it, I'm creating. I did a a layout um, just recently. And I remember telling my husband, I won't be downstairs very long. I just, I'm not, I'm so tired. I just am not feeling it, but I still need to be in my space for a little while. I just like got into a rhythm and so sometimes it just happens and and then other times you have to put on YouTube or go on Instagram and and get it get that inspiration going but typically it's it's just me and my space going through my things Mm, yes I think touching things whether it's photos or supplies is often a really good strategy like almost like turning more internal than external I think is what often gets the juices flowing so yeah so I'm curious, is there something in your hobby where you've tried things over the years and there's something that's just not for you? <laughs> oh gosh, I love, I'm one of those that loves to try it all. <laughs> I love, I love to try it all. I have a girlfriend who's really, really talented with um, the distress oxides. Mm-hmm. And she came over one day and I just, I couldn't, I just couldn't get it. I just, it was just too much movement and too much of having to navigate the color and change the color. And I think that is, um, as fun as it looks, I've just never been able to get it. And I, I think a combination of that, and then I also think colors, I have such a hard time stamping with any colors besides black. I don't know. I don't know if it's just a me thing. And I've tried all the the uh, you know the different types of inks I have I'm looking at right now I have the Catherine Puller and I have the um, close to my heart and the scrapbook.com and the, all the distracts oxides but I just always go back to black I I just I try to stamp in color and it just I can never get it right so I I can understand that it, it took me a long time to find more confidence with color and I still mostly stamp stamp in black so (laughs) 
even though I have all the distress oxide colors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and yeah. that's what's been, you know, what's um I think that using the Heidi Swap memory planner has mm-hmm. really allowed me to experiment more with my stamps and with different colors, but I still struggle with it. So I think there's just some things that once you realize that you struggle with it, you either keep going until you feel comfortable and confident with it, or Mm -hmm. you just say, you know what, that isn't for me. And I'm just going to focus on what I'm good at. Maybe I'll come back to that, you know, someday. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. So what about organizing? Do you consider yourself a tidy person or a little bit of chaos? (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) You know what? I do love chaos. There's something about it that just gets me so excited and everything is just out. I absolutely love that. But I also love organizing. I wish I spent as much time organizing my closet than I that I do in my craft room. I love organizing. It it brings me a lot of joy and it also reminds me of the things that I have. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's always exciting because I'll be like, oh, wow oh, I forgot about that. And I'll pull it out and put it to the side. So I I love, 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 love to organize. I have quite a few of the scrapbook.com organizers and they are a lifesaver. They are truly a lifesaver. Okay, so can you maybe share specifically like which ones that you have that really work for you? Um, like are we talking? You mentioned Stadium yeah. Organizer before, I think. Or was yeah. that on another podcast episode? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I have the uh, they're like white wooden stand up organizers, mm-hmm. and they what's really fun about them is they have these little slot dividers where you can make your spaces small enough to hold just pocket tags or large enough to hold your six by eight paper or your, your metal dies and your stamps. And so I pretty much organize everything that I'm currently working on. Like right now I'm documenting December is, is big for me. So I have two of them filled with all things um, document December. I've got the whole Ellie's kit here and that's what I'm working on now. And it just makes it really, really easy. You, you want, you want to keep your products, out so that you can see them and I have a lot of stuff in my cabinets that you know when the kids were little I don't know if if you did this or anyone else did this but when the kids were little it was always nice to kind of put some of their toys away and then bring out the other ones so I would use these plastic bins to do that Mm -hmm. and they they would forget that they had them and so I would you know swap them out every once in a while and I think it's a good idea when I'm organizing to do the same thing with my my crafting, if you will. I try to keep my brands um, separate. I like, you know, all my L Studio stuff here, all my Heidi Swap stuff here, and all my Ali Edwards and Feature Craft stuff here. So, so that way it's all out, it's visible, and I can use it without it being in a cabinet or closed away. Yeah, I like that. That's a great strategy because we're often excited about like that curated selection of things on our desk and it can feel new, even if it's not new because you haven't seen it in a while. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yes. All right. So kind of stepping back big picture here, where would you like your scrapbooking to be in another decade? You know, uh, I was talking to my husband and, you know, we're, we're getting older and talking about the future and, and all of these good things. And I feel like, um, he said something to me that just, it just stopped me in my tracks. He said, I can see you with our grandchildren, um, creating with them. And 
doing all the things with them and sharing your love for art and creativity and memory keeping. And so I feel like when he said that, it, it really resonated with me and it really touched me. And I thought, wow, in 10 years, I hope that I'm creating with my grandchildren and I'm, I'm showing them art and we're painting and we're sketching and we're coloring and we're making things. And um, there was there was one release with Ellie's studio where um, I had made these little lunchbox cards and they had little jokes on them that I added to them. And when I made them, I made them with the intention of someday these are going to be for my grandson. He was really tiny, um, much smaller when I made them. Mm-hmm. And so I still have them in a little box with some other little things that I've made him. So I feel like that's where I'd like to be in 10 years. In 10 years, I hope that I'm still memory keeping and I'm still, I hope maybe I'm, I'm even more confident in in what I struggle at sometimes with, with memory keeping, you know, like. Sure. You want to grow still. Yeah. Yeah. And, but I think I just, I hope I'm creating with my grandchildren and showing them the same love for creating that I have and sharing that with them. Oh, that's beautiful. So Michelle, what has being a scrapbooker taught you? Wow. That's a good one. Life just Life goes so, so fast. And I feel like I'm really, I'm in a time in my life where I really am forcing myself to slow down in some ways. And I feel like because life does go so fast that those moments are really just so much, they're just so much more than you think of when when you're younger. And so I think as we grow older and, and I'm thinking about our life, I think that I just want to capture all the moments I can and scrapbooking has taught me that it's okay, you know, to document the good stuff, the bad stuff and everything in between and capturing those moments and keeping those memories alive for the days and years to come. Whether, whether it's, it was all just for me or, or it really is to give our children and and our grandchildren a peek into who their Mimi and Pops were. (laughs) Mm, mm, Well said, well said. Yeah. Michelle, thank you for spending time with me. Can you share where we can find you online? Anything that might be new or coming up for you later this year? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram as our three little pumpkins. And and I think what's coming up is definitely um, documenting December with Ellie's studio. I'm super excited about that. It's all over my desk and it's beautiful and exciting. And, and I'm also really excited too about Thankful 30. So even though Feed Your Craft is is, uh, you know, not with us anymore in terms of that aspect, being able to purchase mm-hmm. her products, you know, w- w- what she did and what she created and that tradition will stay with me. And, um, and so I still plan on doing a thankful 30 in the past few years, I've done thankful 30 mini. So this year I may do another mini or, or I may just incorporate it into my 12 by 12 or nine by 12. I'm not really sure yet, but I'm definitely excited about both those things. Very cool. Yeah. Well, I have had such a great conversation with you tonight. I hope you have a great rest of your week. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, and to all of our listeners, please remember that you have permission to scrapbook your way. 